Great to have your company for the round 10 edition of the Moments That Matter. I'm Jack Heverin, as always, alongside Derek Rucker. We're at Kudos Bank Arena after what was, I think, Derek, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, best win of the season on the road today against the Kings. It certainly was, and Jack, they needed to get a win back after blowing that game against Melbourne United a few weeks ago when Melbourne United were undermanned and pulled an upset on Sunday, just like today's type of game. And I think Phoenix showed what they're capable of. Underman, all the controversy and drama that went on this week, they bounced back. They come in here, they move the ball really well offensively. They got the ball to the right players in the right positions, and they were very efficient offensively, and you see the result, a nice victory. So it's an interesting one. With the week that they've had, losing Craig Moller for the season and then parting ways with Will Cummings, it can probably go one of two ways, can't it? <laughs> but it was very much in the positive today. Mike Kelly turned to Owen Foxwell, turned to Reese Vague, turned to some of the bench players, mm. but then he also turned to his studs in Mitch Creek and Alan Williams. That's what basketball is about, getting your best players the ball more often than your worst players, okay? And I thought Phoenix did a really good job of being selective with the ball, but also, also I thought they defended really yep. well, Jack. I thought they mixed it up, and probably one of Mike Kelly's best coaching performances in a number of years and maybe a sign that they can start to put some things together. And does that impact who you bring in now based on this performance? Maybe the pressure isn't on as much as it was maybe a few days ago to go out there and urgently find someone. So I think it was a very, very bright performance from the Phoenix and one where they can, they can derive a lot of confidence from going forward. So what does it tell us about them, Derek? Because to be honest, with the quirks of the fixture, they hadn't played a lot of the other contenders as yet. They played Melbourne twice and lost twice, played Tasmania and beat them, mm. and they'd beaten Perth, but that was in round one, and it's a very different Perth yeah. team now. What does a win like today do in terms of where the Phoenix sit? Well, I think it probably gives them a lot of a short-term boost. I don't think it's really going to impact their overall performance for the rest of the season, but I think, like, you know, it may give them the belief that they are a top-four team and not just a play-in team. Yep. As I said before, now it's on to Tommy Greer and, and his administration. Which way do they go with this player? Um, what I thought two hours ago about that player choice is much different than what I think now. So what do you think now? So I think now they probably can go with a 2-3 type guy as opposed to a 3-4. I thought, I thought Gak did a good job when he was out there. And I think Kenyon does a good job of playing up. He can, he can guard guys that are bigger than him. His impact was great today. So I think that's how I see it now to be interesting what they decide to do. What about the Sydney Kings? They've lost games in recent times to Melbourne, to Perth. They just got over the line against Cairns on Thursday in what was a very strange night, and then a loss today. What's concerning you most about them right now? Just not enough dominant performances where you don't have to win, but you have to look good in losing. And I just don't think the Kings have looked good in losing or good in winning. Yeah. And I just don't know where they find that next level. We've spoken nonstop about the defense and how they have to improve there. Yes, that's true. But say they can't improve defensively, then you've got to really be super elite on the offensive end. And right now, they're in a world of hurt. I don't think they've had a quality win for a number mm -hmm. of num – Jack, we might be going back two months now yep. since they've had a really, really good basketball victory. Seems like you've got some concerns about them. Yeah, I do. And I mentioned that during the week. I said I thought that they were shaky. And this came out here and kind of validated that. I make no 
concrete analysis of what happened up in Cairns. That was an anomaly. Mm. Yeah, they got the win. That was great. But in terms of how that game places them right now, in terms of, you know, what level they're playing at, the magnitude of their aptitude, I'm not sure where that's at. But right now, they're clearly behind Melbourne United and Tasmania. They're not in the same league. It's just quickly on Thursday because it has been one of the biggest stories of the round. So it is something that we should touch on. The, the whole drama, the 50-minute delay, not having a shot clock at the end of the game, no aircon inside the Cairns Convention Centre. What did you make of it watching at home? Well, it's pretty entertaining watching Felix von Hoff go off for about 50 minutes. That was, <laughs> that was delightful as they filled air time. But it's tough up there. You know, you lose so much of your rhythm. I hated, I hated timeouts as a player. I hated going into the halftime. I was impatient as a player. So I really felt for those players when they're sitting on the sideline. And it's not like you're getting a lot of communication because it was clear that no one understood yeah. what was happening. Yeah. So it's not like people were withholding information. And you can see the players just lounging around. It was a very tough um, situation to try and work through. However, credit to the coaches and the players and everyone involved up there for getting it together. The delay was far longer than we obviously wanted, but it turned out if you're going to be, if it's going to be weird, at least make it good weird. And I think it was a very memorable game. Was the delay too long? Would you, uh, would you have considered calling it off? I would have wanted to play, and I just don't know how the logistics work with Sydney having the play today. Mm. I, I don't know how you could have done that uh, fairly. I like how the players tried to stick to the shot clock. Yeah. Jalen Brown, uh, Jalen Adams. Adams stretched it a couple of times. Uh, but that's fair enough also because you, ultimately you're trying to win the game. Worry about the discussion later. If you got to hold that ball for 25, 30, 33 seconds and then get the bucket, well, you know what? That's for someone else to argue. The bottom line is get the dub. Hopefully it never, ever <laughs> happens again. Hopefully we never have to talk about a situation like that again, Derek. Let's mm. talk about the jack jumpers. They just find ways to win. Mm. That We know how well coached they are. We've sung Scott Ross praises from day one in this league. They had to do it without their best player yesterday, Milton Doyle, and go to New Zealand, which regardless of where the breakers are at, that trip's not an easy one, but that, they just managed to navigate that entire trip perfectly. System, process, infrastructure, all those things are so important when you're trying to build a winning tradition. And the Jack Jumpers have that only two and a half years into their existence. Mm. And that's primarily because of Scott Roth, the players that he selects, and then those players buying into what he's about, what the basketball culture is about, what the sporting culture is about down there in Tassie. And right now, you can't count them out of any game. And to go down there, it doesn't matter who plays for them, Jack. But let me tell you, having Will Magne has totally changed the composition and the ascendancy and where they can get to this season. Magne's playing fantastic basketball. I'm shocked at the level that he's got to so quickly. He's blocking shots, he's boarding, he's finishing around the key. He's playing with a lot of confidence and he gives guards. He gives you such a margin for error defensively. I played with a great shot blocker for five years in Simon Dwight. And what those guys are able to do in protecting your backside out there on the court, it's amazing, and Will Magne is elite in that regard. That was my thumbs up, so now I'm going to have to think of another one between right. now and the end of the show. <laughs> uh, to the Illawarra Hawks, uh, we've said it before on this show that yeah. we've been the first to challenge them, and we've been pretty critical of them across the season. So you've got to give credit where credit's due. That win on Friday night against the Perth Wildcats, 
uh, it was just set up by energy and enthusiasm and a desire to work together. It's interesting because I spoke to a lot of people and they said, look, Perth looked tired. Well, okay, they may have been tired, but maybe Illawarra wore them down and tired them and hit them between the eyes early in the game. And Perth were like, you know what? We're not about this tonight. Mm. We aren't about this tonight. We've won six in a row. They're bound to lose a game. So it's no big, it's not, not a time to really panic if you're Perth. But it's about Illawarra. And realistically, Jack, they had that ball in their possession up in Brisbane. Gary Clark went to the bucket. If he finishes that, they possibly could be 3-0 and under Justin Tatum. Yeah. And he has significantly, positively impacted the way those guys are going about their business. You can see it in the bench. They're together. They're playing with energy. He started to mix in some different bodies into, into their rotation. And they're playing a more upbeat style. And it looks like they're enjoying being with one another. Do you think that he's doing his potential candidacy for the Without head coaching, Without doing no harm at the moment? I asked him straight up, is this something you would be interested in in the long run? And he said, yes, he wants to be a head coach. And, you know, sometimes we put too much weight on, oh, has the guy done this? Has he done that? You know what? Can you lead men? Can you get guys to follow instructions? Can you get teams to play well? He's 2 and one right now. Who could argue with that? Cairns Taipans are... Just hanging around. They lost on Thursday, as we mentioned. They very easily could have won that game. Winners yesterday against the Adelaide 36ers. It's a, are they just doing enough at the moment to still remain in the conversation? I'm not sure where I sit with the Taipans. I love the energy. I believe in Coach Adam Ford. I like some of the pieces that they have. Um, again, I'm not going to knock them over the head for that loss against Sydney the other night. It was what it was. But now... They've got to make their push. Yeah. They've got to make their push because there's some teams, there are those three teams sitting at eight and six who look like they're finding a rhythm. You've got Brisbane. You know, they're playing better basketball, even though they had a bad loss against Melbourne United. Now, where do Cairns fit in? Clearly, they should be better than an Adelaide. They should be better than Illawarra. Yes. But that's going to be an interesting matchup. The new Illawarra versus Cairns will be really, really uh, intriguing. But... The Taipans are they're going to be solid. They're going to make a run for the play-in. And I would, oof, I think it's going to come down to Cairns and Brisbane. The Adelaide 36ers, mm -hmm. under new coach Scott Ninnis, coaching for the second time with that franchise. He's a legend of that franchise. And there was a lot of positivity coming in. Uh, it felt like a funny night watching the 36ers. It felt like there was a lot happening. What did you make of it? It was a step downhill. It was bad. They gave up 116 points to the Cairns Taipans, who are not a good offensive team at all. They're second in the second last in the league in offensive rating. Uh, they don't shoot the ball particularly well. They turn it over quite a bit. So for Adelaide to go out there and give up those amount of points when they should have been rejuvenated, reinvigorated, and with the challenges they faced directly to them man-to-man, -man, I thought that they would have come out and been tougher defensively. 116 points in 40 minutes is a lot of points, Jack. That's really bad defensive basketball. And now, okay, they experienced that. Now Scotty Nennis has got to figure out a way to get this team to play basketball that is productive and sustainable. That wasn't sustainable. That was, I don't know what that was last night. What I can't understand, Derek, is the allocation of minutes. Now, Extremes. Uh, too much. It's from one end to the other. We told we were told earlier in the week that Mitch McCarron wasn't going to play. He played substantial minutes. We heard Isaac Humphreys wasn't going to start. He started. And 
I'm sorry, and there are no allegiances here. I, I only know them as players in this league. Jason Kadee and Sunday Detch are not bench warmers in this league. They're just not. I think it's great that Trenton Flowers got minutes. Kyron Galloway, Nick Marshall, likewise. But DNPs. Seeing Jason Kadee and Sunday Detch spend the entire game with their warm-up tops on makes zero sense to me. None. Okay, so you know we heard through the grapevine, the rumor mill that. Mitch McCarron, Jason Kadee, and Sunday Desch. And then there was a, a whisper that perhaps Isaac Humphreys was included in that grouping, that they were not going to be playing. Like, DNP's CD, coaches' decisions. Okay, that, that kind of filtered out. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure of the veracity of those reports. Obviously, they were partially correct. Kadee mm. gets no minutes. He's been struggling with a hand injury all season. So if you wanted to back his minutes down or even just sit him out entirely and say, hey, sit out, but it's due to injury. It's not due to coach's decision. There's yep. a difference. Yep. Sunday Desch has been struggling, all right? He isn't shooting the ball well. He's had a really bad year. But you got to give guys an opportunity to reverse their fortune. So to go to zero, 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 again, don't understand it. Um, and to include Isaac Humphreys potentially in a group that was supposed to get less minutes is crazy. He's actually been their best player this season. He's got the best net rating. When they play through Humphreys, they're a much better basketball team. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Scott Ninnis has now got to stabilize, get it together, figure out how they play winning basketball. But I think that hop, from black to white, yeah. cold to hot, like, it's just not good. And it, and it can create fissions in your playing group. Yeah, I know, that's the worry, I think, if it hasn't already. I think that's the big worry, big-time worry. Thumbs up, thumbs down to finish off. Let's start with the positive stuff. Who are you giving a thumbs up to for this week? Well, when you turn a bad to a good, I mean, a bad to an excellent, like Southeast Melbourne did today, they get my thumbs up. Outstanding performance. Uh, Sauce Williams. Flirting with danger. Yeah. Getting himself, in, getting himself in foul trouble again, but not fouling out and still able to hang around in crunch time and, and played valuable minutes. The star of the game, though, was Mitch Creek. Matt Kenyon was excellent. Gary Brown did a really good job in driving the team and handling the ball and making plays. And I thought, you know, that's a lot to come back from. Mm -hmm. You know, Adelaide and Southeast Melbourne were mired in controversy all week. One team falls. The other team raises. My thumbs up, Sam Froling from the Illawarra Hawks. Under Justin Tatum, the ball is now in Sam yeah. Froling's hands. He's responding. He's playing double-double basketball. He's the best player in that team. And he's one of the best local bigs in the country. I think in recent weeks, mm. he's shown why. Yep. It's, it's great to see. And it was a really good matchup. It kind of started last Sunday at Brisbane when he and Tyrell Harrison were going at each other. And I was able to see that up close. And I, and I noticed a distinct difference in Sam's approach. You know, the difference was tangible. And he was really driving and attacking. And I thought he played a really good game. He's been outstanding under, under Justin Tatum. Thumbs down? Thumbs down. I'm going to have to go with the Sydney Kings, unfortunately. They got out of jail up in Cairns. I know they had a nice little lead. But they got out of jail, and I thought it was, a, it was a real escape performance. But then they paid the price today out here. I thought they're just flat. And we've seen this time and time again. And they've been able to get away with it because they've got so much talent. And they've got so much athleticism.
but losses and ugly wins can have a psychological impact mm. in the wrong way on your team where it starts to chip away at your team's belief system and i wonder if we're hitting a turning point now because that fell apart yes it did uh, my thumbs down is to another team who fell apart today and that's the brisbane bullets mm. yes you're playing melbourne united and they are a very good team and they were very keen to bounce back after last week's loss they're a better team than 10368, the Brisbane Bullets. And I think Justin Shuler would be saying that to his group today. Well, I mean, it's a double whammy for him, right? Because he goes back to Melbourne United, a much better team than when they went down there a few weeks ago in the midst of the Aaron Bain suspension. Different team. But they went down there and got beat worse. Yep. And I'm at a loss. I'm going to have to go back and really analyze that one to see what happened. But I know there is a critical factor. Melbourne United got embarrassed by Cairns last weekend. No way Dean Vickerman was letting something like that happen. Mm. We know he is charged up this year. There was no way he was going to let that happen again today. And unfortunately, Brisbane were on the bad end. Sometimes it's about when you play teams. It has been a week packed with drama <laughs> here in the NBL. I feel like I need to go and have a lie down after this. Well, yeah, we can uh, go to the, uh, the lounge and have a bit of a relax. I think we need to. Thanks <laughs> for joining us, as always, on the moments that matter. We love having you all season long. And we will be back next Sunday. Three, two, one. Oh! 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 Oh!